Shuffle. And welcome to another episode of Kill Shovel. Howdy. I'm Donald. I'm Dill. And it's a big week. It is. Big all week. Huge week. <laughs> because not only are we going to be reviewing new albums from Bob Mould, Pet Shimmers, and the Tupperware Remix Party, mm-hmm. also known to you and I as TWRP. Twerp. And the internet. <laughs> but there is a new Deftones album to talk about. Yes. Um, so that's, that's really exciting. Yeah. Who thought we'd see the day? I guess we would, but... You know. <laughs> well, well, what I was going to say was the overarching theme of this show is... Uh, certain bands who are being almost unfashionably early mm-hmm. and one band that's being very fashionably late. Um, yeah. So Deftones... Uh, See, if you take well, even a yeah. year off, you're fashionably late in this society, in mm. this musical scene, right? Right, which is why, you know, one of the bands we're going to talk about this this uh, this show, Pet Shimmers, have released not one but two albums this year. This is this is an uppermost situation. We're talking about the second Pet Shimmers album of the year. I heard a breath um, the first one. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and with, with Bob Mould, as you say, less, or well, just ever so slightly more than a year off of downtime uh, working on that new record. Yeah. And for um, for TWRP, again, just, just over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, in our experience, generally speaking, you, you kind of expect to wait at least two years between albums from bands, so it's interesting that we're not only have sort of three alumni here, but um, but but for, well, Petrimers aren't necessarily uh, Killshuffle alumni, but um, you know, three 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 bands that have just released albums very um, very hot footed on the last ones, and Deftones, who as we'll discuss, it's been a little while. Yeah, you know, has. when was uh, uh, 2016? Yes, that's right. So so I was, back, I, was back years. In, I was back in college. Yeah. Yeah, so this is my first post-education death Go tones. figure, go figure. Not so much back to school anymore, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeez, still can't drive. Yeah. Far away. <laughs> we'll be um, grand. We'll be grand. So we're, we're keeping an eye on a cat here, yes. folks, just to kind we of have a little third guest, behind the curtain. And it's the silent <laughs> we, we, have a, we have a cat that likes to be let out. Um, but yeah, any, any anything else going on, Dil, before we, before we sort of dig into the reviews? Um, no, not so much, really. Um... I guess I guess loads of singles coming out lately, right? Yes, loads of singles, loads of singles, loads of albums. There's lots. There's lots of you may notice we're not covering this week, and you know, to be honest with you, we're, we're only human. We can only cover so many, uh, so many bands. Yeah, in I mean, one week. Jamie Lemon, uh, hats off to you. Yep, with your mini with album, your mini album. Yeah, I haven't even had a chance to listen to that yet. That's how busy it's, it's been. heavy. Oh yeah, so I've heard. Beefy. <laughs> I've heard it's heavy. Um, yeah, we we had you know new singles. I mean, Linkin Park are coming out with their Hybrid Theory 20th anniversary edition soon. It, they did already. Oh sure, was that, that Friday? It's great. Yeah. it's got some real, like real um, great extras, mm. like early early shit. That's cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the Night Fight Orchestra also released an EP, which I'm quite excited to listen to. Um, they've just been a, a beacon of sort of bombastic 70s fun. Yeah. Um, for the last couple of years and. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and then Parrish also released the uh, the second single from their upcoming mm-hmm. uh, second album, Flawless. We'll we'll probably decide. Pretty pretty flawless, I gotta say. I oh. mean, we we will obviously be covering that album. Although I think, from my understanding, the release date isn't until twenty twenty one. Yeah. So um, it'll be a little bit of a wait for that. But um, yeah, there's tons of fun stuff. But I haven't I haven't been to any live streams, for example. No. Uh, um, what else? I guess Pliny. We got Tumelo released a horror album. Oh yeah. Yeah, kind of inspired by Silent Hill. Atmospherics oh, and drones. Cool. It's pretty cool. Great. Yeah. Is that a SoundCloud release or? It's SoundCloud and it's going to be on Spotify. Oh, fun. Okay. But, um, man, he's, he's a jack of all trades. 
Master, he is. master of all. I've been, yeah, I've been showing two mellow to anyone who will listen over the last couple of weeks. I mean, you, you think, you know, <laughs> you think, you know, kind of fun, chill hip hop. Like, here you go. <laughs> like last year, he was, he did a soundtrack for a game called Later Alligator. It's right. on Steam. It might be on the Switch soon. Okay. But it's like just a, like 40s jazz. Right. Yeah. Pop kind of thing. And it's, you, can hear, you can hear his voice singing it versatile yeah 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 yeah. no no he's he, he is he, i have to say i was very impressed by him i was very impressed by two mellow <laughs> that was that was that was a fun record that we did last week if you, ha- if you missed it just go back and have a little listen it's called uh-huh. memories of Tio- tokyo toe yes one more thing go ahead to top it off um a huge r.i.p to uh well yes eddie van halen this is definitely more your wheel in my than yoga mine. things i loved death yes Yes, oh. dead right. Sorry, it would it wouldn't be right not to mention um, the passing of Eddie. Van well, Halen. I mean, even for you, for like, when was the first time you heard "Jump"? What was happening in your life? <sighs> like that is a song that stands out for anybody who can who likes music. Yeah, jump. like it or not, it's there. Yeah, jump, jump is like it's 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 a it's a omnipresent song. I, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I even I was mm. I was listening back to some. Now this was actually funnily enough not not in the wake of Eddie Van Halen's death, but. But um, kind of through to something else, um, I was listening back to a little bit of Van Halen, and I really, truly have no knowledge of the band. I, I knew, I knew Jump, <laughs> and I and I love. know, and I know Eruption is like a that song where it, it's really complicated. But uh, you know, there was, I think, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I think the second or third song on their Spotify was a song called Pamela that I had never heard. Panama, yeah, yeah, or Panama. Sorry, yeah. I just called it Pamela. So yeah. I, I'm not, I don't mean to be, I like, I clearly I have not mm-hmm. done my homework on this band. Someday um, we will. But but we we will and Eddie Van Halen you know by all accounts an incredible guitarist and musician so you know yeah. I won't I won't go into that but you, you mean they they meant a lot to you that band oh yeah like yeah. where would kind of guitar be in the virtuos in just a creative sense without guys like that right truly so let's celebrate his legacy instead yeah. of mourning the unfortunate early yeah and I think I think you can you can trace back even though I might not be a massive Van Halen fan I think you can trace back the legacy of you know folks like John Petrucci for example mm-hmm. to um to people like Eddie Van Halen yeah. you know where they take that kind of virtuoso style um, and transplant it into a style of music that I'm you know that that's definitely heavily indebted to the sort of mm-hmm. what, what what would you describe I mean they're kind of were well, they kind of glam Van glam Halen rock? Van Halen yeah uh, they had three heavy, sections I think yeah, the le- rock. they started with kind of the party yeah uh, heavy metal rock yeah, from yeah. the 80s then they went on as soon as they got like other vocalists in yeah i uh, started to get they started to get more competent so adult. Like strip kind of stuff yeah they got more adult with their songwriting yeah yeah but i mean you wouldn't have guns and roses probably you wouldn't have you wouldn't have dream theater you wouldn't have um people during that time joe satriani yes uh, yeah uh, uh fucking def levered during the time well yeah yeah. So, yeah yeah so yeah 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 you wouldn't know you wouldn't have bank camaro no, he's just, just, just a genius. Just, he's just a or genius. Heaven's Basin, anyone like that. I mean, that, that, all, that all does kind of come back to Van Halen. So, you know, yeah. um, so shout out to Teddy Van Halen. You wouldn't have Pinch yeah. Harmonics, really? No? Yeah, and we... and we There's some stuff. I, I was literally... I, what, what, what's that? Um, I was A song just popped into my head, uh, and it's definitely like a metal song, but it's just like real kind of harmonics. We wouldn't have, like Lamb of God, for example, heavy use of Pinch Harmonics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um so yeah so that's that's you know so there's plenty there's plenty there to discuss yeah. even if uh, I'm not as familiar with their work so that's uh, yeah so that's sad sad news and he was young he was only 65, 65. so insane yeah so fuck cancer and let's indeed fuck yeah. cancer and let's press on um, right so after that sad news we are going to kind of go straight into the album reviews hell yeah uh, and there really can be no other uh, it's well. been a 
you know, a, a, a long wait for for Deftones fans. Some people have say, some people have filled the void very slightly. Um, yeah, you had a band there, didn't you? A couple of years ago, you filled that void a little bit. Vexes. Vexes. Hey, there you go. And most recently, uh, Love. Love. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I've done it like actively, and so they've studied it almost. Yes. While bringing their own flavor to the party, I would say. I mean, you know, there's, there's, again, not, not a huge degree of similarity, but I would say that a band that has flourished in the period since Gore would be uh, Black Peaks. Yeah. And Black Peaks, while, you know, they, they bring in tons of references, Deftones surely is one. <laughs> yeah. But I think only Deftones is as natural as they are at their own genre. Because mm. they started off. I, yeah. They don't, they didn't necessarily start off that way, actually. Going back to uh, the early stuff. Well, I did have a little spin of adrenaline um, in the last week. And you could confuse it with with early Tool, to be honest. You could. Um, the opiate uh, kind of EP era. The, of but really, really and truly, there are moments on adrenaline that I kind mm-hmm. of feel could be plucked from Engine any era. Nine? Of, yeah, of Deftones' career. They still play that live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they still play Seven Words live. Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting to me about adrenaline, really, it's more of a time capsule than anything else because... I think when you compare Adrenaline and Around the Fur, the difference is... It sounds so young in Adrenaline. Yeah. (laughs) And the the guitar tone really does have that like wind turbine kind of of sound to it. And it's Terry Date both times. um, And it's Terry Date on this new record, Arms, that we're going to talk about. Um, But even hearing... It's almost as interesting to hear the progression of the producer as it is to hear the progression of the band between Mm. those two records and, and right sort of fast forward to today where we're talking about their ninth album um arms but uh yeah i mean regardless of production the the uh, energy was always there the spirit yeah, was yeah. always there from 100%. the start mm. um and 20 years later it's not lagging behind well yes exactly so uh so deftones have been going i mean it's actually i i didn't even realize this myself but they got together in the late 80s mm. so we're talking about a band that has been around for you know for over 30 years I want to hear those demo tapes uh, yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure they're out there yeah 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 yeah. so Arms is their uh, ninth studio album and um, first of all before we get into the music I gotta say I I didn't think I would see I thought I'd seen everything under the sun uh, when it came to album covers <laughs> you know but if you take your sort of you know childish Gambino because the internet and there's lots of weird and wacky covers out there that have all sorts of gimmicks and stuff infinite possibilities um, yes exactly but but the optical illusion that's on display on Frank Maddox uh, yeah. cover here uh, which is 13,000 dots <laughs> pretty nuts is nuts because what ends up happening is it's a pair of eyes um, kind of mascara dripping down, and then and then literally like ten, like over ten thousand dots, and what that creates is this effect where, depending on the medium you're viewing the cover, it looks completely different. The dots look like a mesh. They look like a weave. They look like, you know, they they, they pulsate. They kind of move. I'm looking at it right. I'm looking at seven of them right now. Yeah, song I list. mean, it's we're, when you when you look at the little thumbnail there on Spotify, it looks they look like it looks like almost like a texture, like you a start like, a, to, we, like you, a you start to textile. trip out. You really do. Yeah, you really do. See it's, things. It's kind of amazing, actually. I, I I know you have the physical you have the physical record there, but I I almost feel like uh, you're not going unless you're lo- looking at it on a crazy. Like even now, my eyes are bugging out looking at it. Sorry to like spend so much oh, time wow, on the look cover. At that. If you turn it but around, it, it starts to spiral like it, it, the, your your color. your brain really <laughs> has a tough time processing it. And I think that's awesome because it, it does it does feed into the music ultimately. The because we have a hard time processing it. Even yeah, yeah, traditional <laughs> yeah. 
sorry, but that's enough. But I, I, I haven't heard anyone talking about uh, specifically about the cover, and I just think it's such a wonderful piece of art that um, you know, I, 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 my estimation of the album almost grew because of the cover. But let's talk about the album, um, Dylan. Just right off the bat, I think I suspect you're you're longer time and deeper Deftones fan than me. Mm-hmm. The not a band that we've discussed on the show. We haven't done a time machine segment on Deftones. Oh, yeah, have we? Have we do, what do we do? Oh, we may have... prove me wrong because I don't think we have. I don't think we have because I would have picked Saturday Night Wrist and you probably would have picked uh, White Pony. I probably would have picked Diamond Eyes. Diamond Eyes. Okay, no, 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 no. We haven't. Sorry, I, I, I need to fact check myself. We've never officially spoken about Deftones because Gore was just before we started the show and uh, we never got around to doing an album club. And as you see there you know we would have picked different records and we haven't done either so um so please just really quickly walk me through your history with the band um well not so much history i guess it's just falling for them after white pony mm. um during and then during the diamond eyes era it all came back yeah because that was their kind of second wind of the decade that's from what i understand yeah 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 that's what shook it a second time yeah um was diamond eyes the quote-unquote comeback after was, Saturday Night Wrist I don't think it was a comeback no well I, I don't don't call it a comeback oh, yeah. I, uh, some, some fans debatably <laughs> would yeah as we'll um, discuss one day I think Saturday Night Wrist is my favourite Deftones album I'm with you there it's so good we got two up on you <laughs> yeah whoever yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah no they, they just started a, a, like really involving um, um, a bit of Terry Yates genius yeah um, and then of course I think Eros was going to be the last one with him, but that never came out. Oh, mm-hmm. that was the last. That was the last time they were in the studio with Terry Date. There's a, there's with, a lost Deftones album out there somewhere. Yeah, is there? well, there, there's some recordings online that sounds so fucking good. Wow, like, insanely good song. Probably some of their best songs they would have ever done. Interesting. But they, you know, there's no meat in that skeleton. And um, as we see here, I guess um, they're back with Terry Date. So, okay, so just, yeah, so just to fill me in there, so the last time they worked with Terry Date was Diamond Eyes, officially, yes. the last official release. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So we've, since then, we've had Koino Yokan. Yes, which is good. Which is really good. Really good. I have it. It's a very it's contemplative so. record. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had uh, Gore. Gore. Which is even more so contemplative. Which I absolutely adore. I think Gore is I think I'm a little, little under you, but yeah. I love, in hindsight, now having... Yeah. Every time I uh, have another Deftones album that I'm not sure about, uh-huh. another one comes out, and then I love the one before even right. more. Right, I couldn't. Yeah, I I didn't realize how well I knew Gore in a way, and I got to say it's one of the Deftones are a band that I I love to sort of sprinkle into playlists and things like that because I kind of feel like depending on the song you can kind of get it, like you've seen the Butcher and oh, uh, but yeah. Fa- Phantom Headdress I think or a uh, hologram or something there's a uh, I can't forget the title of the song Phantom something um off uh, off Gore was a great Trojan horse song that I kind of snuck into <laughs> I snuck into a couple of playlists mm-hmm. um same uh, Phantom Bride I think is the song actually uh, so uh, but listening back I, I kind of uh, to the to the album in full I guess I forgot A how well I knew it because obviously I must have rinsed it in 2016 <laughs> and B um, how much variety there is you know on that record there's just you know there really is so much light and shade um, and the electronics on this album it, this album feels a bit more um meat and potatoes and I mean that in the best way possible but Gore felt quite experimental quite expansive mm-hmm. you never quite knew exactly what was going to happen next um, I, think, I think out of the stuff yeah. you want from Diamond Eyes White Pony and then you'd, what you'd expect from a trilogy to complete it mm. this kind of goes that way I would agree mm-hmm. yeah I would agree I when would it comes agree. to like balance of all the instruments involved balance 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 <laughs> Sorry. This, I was thinking it I was actually thinking it um, the synths are uh, really prominent. 
Yeah. And, and not in the way that's overbearing. They have their place. Yes, um, exactly. I, I would agree there. I think I think they're, they're very retro sounding. Frank Delgado definitely makes his presence known on the record. Yeah. Like right from the very start, Genesis opens with a a warbling kind of like synth pad that kind of comes the, in and it's Blade Runner esque. Yeah, eight bit, sixteen bit kind of weirdness. So the cat's playing the bass. Yeah. Yes, th- yeah. There, there's it, it, they, they don't they don't veer too far away from the eighties mold. I'd say of like you know you're but it's like a non existent eighties. Yeah, well, it's an updated. It's like yeah. a gussied up. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a high fidelity eighties. It's it's essentially it kind of it kind of reminds me of the Terminator, uh, one and two soundtracks. Mm. It comes out alien kind of synth. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's the same stuff that our you know all of our favorite synthwave uh, producers are drawing on. Really, it's that same bank of sort of classic analog synthesizers, but they sound really good. And they come in, you know, there's a. Pompeii or Pompeji, mm-hmm. if you have, I, I think it's just Pompeii, um, has a quite of a quite extended ambient synthesizer outro, yes. um, and in there's one song where it's very they're they're really uh, brought in. Oh, the link is dead. Spell of mathematics. That whole section of the album, I, it's really weird. Yeah, spell of mathematics in particular. I think there's the yeah that 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 chorus is creeping. propped up by the creepy it's agitated creeping. synthesizer. Kind of you get a bit of backing vocals that kind mm. of sound ghostly. Yes, yeah. I, I kind of called it, it was almost sounds a bit like choral harmony. It sounds like there's a bunch of hooded monks singing that refrain and then yeah. Chino kind of and comes out And then the synth takes place. Because this is not a very Chino uh, uh, songwriting-ish album. It's it's everybody else. These are the things that you Chino kind of backed out. would know better than me, right? Because that's what I say. You kind of, as you're, you're, you're super familiar with the whole back catalogue. Me, I, I came upon that I... I ordered a load of CDs from a guy on adverts or something like that because I saw that he had the My Vitriol album and I was oh. like fuck me I need to get that and, and part uh, of that was Adrenaline Around the Fur White Pony self-titled and Saturday Night Wrist yes. CDs right so nice. those are the ones that I know best out of those the one that grabbed me immediately was Saturday Night Wrist mm-hmm. funnily enough and Around the Fur so those are my those are my two that I love that I really listen to quite a bit and um, you know so I, I, I'm less so if people go oh wow you can really hear you know, you really hear Sergio coming into his own here compared to Chi, right? That was the that was the older guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Or like, oh he my did. god, this is Chino is doing you know way more screaming on this album than that album. Yeah, you you gotta know like what they like. This is a their... Steve Carpenter album. That's a Abe album. You know, they... yeah, you gotta know what they like in their personal life. Ch- yeah, Chino loves his eighties. He fucking drives drives his kids to school with Justin Bieber in the background. <laughs> like, like he loves he loves a lot of. Um, He's kind of a the pop, he, slightly poppier. You can get the artsy pop in there. Yeah. And he, he loves and we heard his Duran Duran and stuff. We heard him sort of exercise that demon a little bit on the Crosses record. Yeah, and the last one. Um, to yes. Extent. Yeah, and the last um, one as well, to a certain extent, yeah. And we do, I mean, do hear and, yeah, that. Carpenter and stuff yeah. bringing on, I guess, always fighting back with the Meshuggah side of, of his mind, of his brain. Right? Well, I was going to say, I mean, I mean, are we, are we, is it the Steve Carpenter influence on like Headless, for example, yes, when you get that? Yes, Go go! There's like the Everywhere, the actually. tech metal detuning kind of yeah yeah and then and then Urantia um, which is just has this amazing thrash metal opening and it sounds very tool oh yeah just, really there's the absolute wall of guitar yeah and bass just firing off but I think what that, that that song encapsulates a lot of what I really enjoy about Deftones and so far as like yeah it's very clearly it opens up and you're like well I couldn't be listening to any other genre this is 100% a metal song <laughs> but then what's awesome about it is it goes into this 
almost sort of the, ch- the chugs, which we would associate so closely with with metal, are still going, but they're they're set a, set aside this really eerie melody and very strange groove that kind of very is very uniquely Deftones, I suppose. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and that's the reason why they've they've kind of got that label of you know being sort of art metal or like alternative metal, and, yeah. um, you know, because you you wouldn't really hear too many bands doing that, I guess. And um, to keep the the chugging and the massive massive guitar tone, which we need to speak about, because it's just absolutely glorious yeah i mean for a, for a production wonk like myself to hear guitars recorded that well is a real treat um but you know that song it definitely kind of has a good gives you a good idea of what deftones are capable of doing it's yes. great yeah it's really, really say, I, th- I think the production from the last few albums is a little washy I, I mean i don't as good as the songs are have a specific comment to make on koino yokan just because i really I'm only familiar with like I mean I, I know the album so gore. but gore listening weirdness. back to it, it it's a the, the guitar tone in particular it's a little bit thinner but for what the album was trying to achieve I think mm-hmm. it, 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 it's appropriate I, I prefer this as a sound I think okay. I wouldn't change the sound of gore but I think this this it sounds like a return yeah, this sounds like a return of like beefy boots and braces yeah they like, have not lost riffy deftones they have not lost what they've done before well, no, they haven't they for pushed, sure. They've pushed forward with a lot of weirdness, of course. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think I mean right from the opening, like, yeah, Genesis is nearly as sort of simple as Deftones gets in terms of like, you know, w- when they first arrived on the scene, they were accused. I mean, we like new metal, but they were sort of accused of being a new metal band, and you can, I mean, you can hear it, like, you know, it's a. You know, it's a sort of a one zero riff, but mm-hmm. you know, they do it so well. And so it's like, I never thought I was a huge corn fan and a big new metal fan. I never thought I'd hear a one zero kind of riff that I, that felt fresh, but Genesis does. I think it does feel fresh. Yeah. Um, we can move on to it, which is, which is, which is kind of the trick. Isn't it's got it? a lovely end. <laughs> yeah. I love how it just rises and a wave of, Kind of dreamy F tones hits you. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very yeah. hypnotic. It is, it is. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of hypnotism throughout the record. I mean, that's what they do well when when they're at their best. They kind of lure you into a a spell. It's almost like luring you into a trap. Yeah. You know, the synth mixed with Chino's vocals. Yes, yeah. Very. Uh, they're both standing exact exact heights with each other. Yeah, which is good. I like that. Yeah, the chorus of Arrow definitely does that for me. I mean, that's that song oh, is a ton Error of is amazing. Arrow is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just it's like um, oh, what what's the song from uh, Kuna Yogan, the city one, the first song, Surf City, Surf City, bounce, just the bounce, bounce, bounce. The bounce is incredible. Well, there's a lot of that here. Well, that's really. I mean, there's a few moments where Abe gets to shine because I think I think Arrow is one of them. Harmonic kind of groove. Yeah, that that I mean that there's a real hip hop feel to the um the drumming in that song and that's again it's another I guess like maybe like another new metal reference in a but way Public Enemy would kill for it well yeah like I, I was I was almost hearing I was like wow you could you know if some brave you know hip hop producer wants to like grab that that beat you could easily make an incredible hip hop track with, with the with the verse and air but then it goes into this fucking great um, this great chorus that really kind of transports you it's and then and then Chino's voice just goes up another notch towards the end and he's almost kind of becomes like another synthesizer mm-hmm, i guess mm-hmm. um and then another moment where where the abe the drummer gets gets to really sort of i guess show off um i'm just trying to <laughs> trying to find out where it was because there was there's an incredible drum solo um 
towards the end of the record, if I remember correctly. Uh, oh, Spell of Mathematics, right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- 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 he just, it's, it's almost like a Jimmy Chamberlain, I guess. He's let loose. Yeah, 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 yeah. He just, he's let totally loose. And, you know, in a band where everyone needs to be quite locked in and sort of uh, laser focused on the groove, it's nice to hear the drums yeah. go a bit insane for a minute. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I think he's, I don't know who the, it, it's interesting. There's no star, one star of the show. No. Chino this, gets... Last time there kind of was, I guess. Mm. Um, it, more so Chino last time. Well, yeah, last time they felt more like... I it, it's it, I don't know really know how to describe it, but like I, I kind of feel like last time <clears throat> the stars of the show were the songs, whereas this time around, I think maybe... So, certain songs are amazing, but I think maybe the songs are less important to see individual performances. Like, Chino has a few great songs... Steve Carpenter's a few great songs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Abe is a few great songs. And then you got Frank in the background the whole mm-hmm. time, just sort of and Sergio even has has his moment to shine uh, yeah. on um Radiant City, which is that which is that very Another City. Whatever. Yeah. Another city, yes. Yeah. Surf City, Radiant I lo- City. I love it when they just make fictional cities. Yeah. Or probably they're probably something. <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah. it's always a vivid picture. Absolutely. Like, I get the point. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. And that 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 really strange stop starty syncopated bass riff that starts the song you know it's it's cool to see him um putting his personality out there and Sergio Vega as we know uh bass player for a quicksand exactly and that's you know that's a that's a sort of a little influence that I think shows up a tiny bit on uh this link is dead as well like there's a tour the chorus section has a what I call it, like a chords that have the bendy every once in a while. <laughs> but that's very quicksand. It's very jawbox. It's yeah. very kind of like Pounding. late 90s, kind of that sort of heavier end of, of post-hardcore. Yeah. Uh, it is very interesting, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's, yeah, I think it's the Link is Dead has some very 90s elements to it. Yeah. I mean, don't call him rap, don't call him a rapper, but yeah. he's not a rapper, but he's kind of rapping. Sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's rapping a little bit on that song. Some riffs that come out later in it are really good. Yeah. 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 And that, that, I mean that, that song, this link is dead is, is excellent. Cause it kind of has, it has the, it has sort of the slightly rap vocals from Chino has these sort of dueling discordant guitars that almost kind of spark off each other and create a third note, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, and, and, Abe has this drum part that sounds like it's lifted from a trap song. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. you know, it's real hyperactive uh, hi hat work, which is really cool. Yeah, very um, I'd almost say fancy. What is it from? Porn? <laughs> no, it's it's earlier than that. It almost sounds like Jane's Addiction at points. Mm. Awesome. It's very, yeah, very distinctly nineties. Yeah, in that respect. Uh, yeah, have you any have you any notes? Any kind of any like sort of little quibbles or? Uh, all the only that it's a grower. Yeah, like like I like it the more I listen to it, which is because in turn a positive. It is a grower. A negative. Yeah, it is a grower. Yeah, uh, there there's certain songs that I kind of feel aren't as strong. I don't. I for example, I I don't think. Um, oh 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 oh! What don't you dare? Um, most of Ohms. <gasps> The chorus, the chorus, the is, best song on the album. The chorus is good in context of it sounds like an ending. Oh. But the um verse, um, it's light. It's light. Oh, I love very, very light on it. Feels like it's missing, da, missing a section. Da, 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 
God, I, 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 I thought you said you didn't like it. Oh man, it's initially. grown on me. That uh, it, this album was a grower. The sun's grown on me the most as a title track. I just the think... chorus is great. Right, the chorus is pounding. It's perfect. It's everything you want. The chorus might be my favorite Deftones chorus. Uh, that da 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 it's so good see what I would have done is I love it and then I would have broken out the big chords well but instead he, he stays I guess that's yeah. kind of interesting but, I mean we can yeah that's fair I mean you know I just it, that really works for me I absolutely I just think that that sort of that bouncing off the walls kind of chorus is really great and I, I love that like you you said you mentioned it first first time you heard it but CKY <laughs> exactly, you know yeah. in, in that I mean yeah. it's 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 it is and, and funnily enough there's a do you know that bit that bit kind of towards the end the could be fucking horse slips like it sounds like it sounds like Celtic rock it sounds like nothing else it sounds like a fairy circle I'll give it that it's yeah hearing Deftones do a sort of a major key song I mean not the chorus it's kind of major key but it's really that that main riff that's that's super major key wouldn't normally be my bag but then again I'll grow to it like yeah like, I'm sure you've probably listened to it in the car I've listened to all. it in lots of contacts contacts but I always find it is this it doesn't happen very often but if a song can get me to like reach into my pocket and like crank the volume a couple times before the chorus that's usually a good yeah. sign <laughs> yeah. you know that's that's very much the case with that song I I I totally, I totally kind of get the criticism of it, and I think maybe for people who are super invested in Deftones, they might sort of go, "Well, it doesn't sound very Deftones," you know. Mm. But I just think it's a really good song. Yes, yes, <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. A couple of notes I would say I, I'm not. I think maybe on Pompeii, for example, that Jesus Christ bit kind of gets a little old after like the fourth or fifth repetition. Yeah, it's it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I think that song is maybe a little bit like A B. You know. It's kind of yeah. quiet bit, loud bit, quiet yeah. bit, loud bit. It's it's a it's very abrasive. Yeah. Um, in a good sense as well. Like like I love when they get rough. Yeah. Real rough with their stuff. Um, lozenge singing. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, 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 yeah. Right. yeah. I think I think it's it's really just like with Deftones, whether a song hits or or doesn't hit for me is, uh, it does does the chorus make me feel anything or does it just sound a bit moany? Like Radiant City, that kind of no one alive is taking me here. Nah, it doesn't do it for me. I fucking love it. Dude. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it just sounds a bit like wailing to me. No, it's not. But you know, but then compare that to like a song like Error, where I think it's it's a similar feel, but it just it it lands. Do you know what I mean? Genesis, I think it lands. I think on Radiant City, that chorus doesn't quite land for me. It's good. It's 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 great for as I said, city walking, just being in different environments with these songs, uh, sell, sells it a lot. Mm. It's very contemplative and forlorn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you it is for the most part. Yeah, there's a missing of stuff, which is yeah. wrapping all these albums we'll talk about, of mm, course. Yeah, but, actually, every single album this week. Yep, every single album this week. Now, not lyrically on the Deftones album. This, I mean, we're talking about a band who are like, you know, these. this is a big, big, big band around the world. And uh, embarrassingly, I really had, had didn't get into them until like, we were well into this decade, but anyway, or the last decade, I should say. Um, but anyway, this album, from what I understand, was recorded um, pre-lockdown, except for Chino's vocals, which um, the lyrics were already written, the songs were written, but he was doing them in like a trailer. I think Terry Date was in the house next door to the trailer. Interesting. And, you know, th- th- that was that was done in isolation. The, the, the band themselves, the rest of the band, recorded in the usual fashion. Nice. 
and yeah. it still took nine months, ten months to come out. <laughs> yeah, but hey, man, that's it's, that's that's, that's, cool. that's that's life. Attention like, to detail. Sometimes bands, especially bands of this size, you know, you're you're preparing. I mean, Deftones just or just announced a huge three arena show. Which I remember the last time they came, they played like what was it, three nights at Vicar Street, two nights at Vicar Street. I remember thinking that's insane that we don't have a venue. We do. It's the three arena, and they are a three arena I size. I saw that. That was the first thing I googled. Especially bringing Gajira in tow. I hope that happens. Me too. I really. Do. I think that might be my little payday treat for next month. I would imagine. <sighs> I do you want? You mean your no, magic won't go ahead? No, no. I, I, I fuck. It fucking will. Better will. At this point, it, it should. Better will. Yeah. <laughs> if we're scraping through it at this point in the year, which. In ways we are. Yeah. Um, I hope next year will be better for these oh, bands. Man, I really hope so. Because I've got to see a lot of bands. Well, it's funny. Yeah, well, and, and Gajira too, on the back of whatever their new album turns out to be, which judging by the single is going to be a sort of maybe a bit of an amalgam of the last two, like a little bit more on okay. Fun Sauvage mixed with the... Okay. But I, I know we're getting off topic talking about Gajira, but but uh, it's relevant. Uh, sorry. And it'll be interesting to see Deftones on this record too, because... I apparently saw their third last show. So they actually only played two gigs after the Pasadena Daydream last ah. summer. Yeah, yeah. Shit. It was there was some gig somewhere and then Dia de los Deftones and then that was it. So um, I'm one of the most recent people on earth to have seen Deftones live. So I'd Ooh. be very excited to see them again yes. on this album because mm-hmm. we were, this was not a twinkle in anyone's eye at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really have too many other things to say about it. It's, it's more great, Deftones. A great comeback. It's solid. And it's don't a, call it a comeback. Is I, what I'd the, say. The best part is that it's a grower. It's it is a grower. There are still, there's still stuff to to um, you got to live with it, mm. which, is, which is great. I'm I'm not tired of it at all. Yeah. All I would say is I think it's I think it's fantastic, but I think it's an album of like sort of uh, peaks and troughs in a way. Like you know, it, this is usually the way with me with Deftones. Like for me, Deftones are a tiny little bit more of a singles band at this point in my sort of relationship with the band. Like I would say like Genesis, great. Ceremony, okay. Hmm. Urantia, great. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Era, great. Spell of Mathematics, it's pretty good. good. Pompeii, okay. The Slink is Dead, great. Radiant City, okay. Headless, great. And by the way, that song has a really cool almost sort of paganistic ritual section to it that kind of reminded me of Rotting Christ which was not something I expected mm, mm. <laughs> from a Deftones album yeah. and then Ohms ends on a fucking high so I, I think overall it's fantastic yeah, there's still high bars as you say okay yeah oh yeah yeah. that's yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. we're talking about here yeah yeah, yeah yeah I mean don't get it twisted I mean we're talking about I mean like for my money I mean we're talking about probably a 9 out of 10 this is a great record yeah um, you know so don't like I, I say that in the nicest way possible it, yeah, it's a brilliant yeah. brilliant record it is a 9 yeah, I think it is a nine. I think it's a nine. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, like, I, I wouldn't say it, like, quite achieves the highs of the very, very, very best Deftones records. I'd but, say it does. But at times it does. It at does. times it exceeds those highs. Yes. But at other times, you know, that I think, you know, it's a, they're, they're a difficult band to sort of rank the discography because, to be honest with you, they have been scarily consistent. Like, there really isn't a Deftones album you couldn't just put on and be like, yeah, I'm having a nice time. Yeah, there's if no, you're in the right mood. There really is no competition with their own music. Yes, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Um, they're kind of a singular band and mm-hmm. they're, they're a band that I, I've, I've really tried to get into and I will continue to sort of like to chip away at that statue because I think it's worth it, you know? Yeah. There'll be days where I'll just be like, okay, I'm going to put on Diamond Eyes and I'll have a lovely time and then I might go a couple of months without listening to them. But then something like this comes around or we do the crosses you, you, record. And you I, really treat yourself. Yeah, you treat yourself. Exactly. Yeah, they're not a band. I don't think for me, they're not a band for every day, but they are a band that when you're in the mood for that kind of like woozy, slightly threatening, like heavy 
oppressive um, sound, but 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 still kind of groovy and danceable. Well, the Deftones are right there for you, and you can almost close your eyes and just go eeny meeny miny mo, and you'll oh, yeah. still have a good time. Yeah, uh, <laughs> favorite song, man. Sorry to be basic, but it's the title track. <laughs> Fair enough, but yeah. Fair enough. I think I think my second favorite is what you're gonna say though. Oh uh, really? Error. Oh no! Actually, I was gonna say this link is dead, but error is great too. Error. The link is is totally my second yeah. hobby choice. Yeah. Spell of mathematics is really good as well. To be honest, so ghostly. I get a little sick of the finger clicks after a while. Well, yeah. What finger? Cl- oh yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> See, I didn't even. Oh, you didn't even notice. I, I only picked it up on the last night. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. That's uh, sorry for clicking in your ears, everybody. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. It's it's spell of mathematics is really good too. Um, hey, it's a good album, man. It's a nines all around for arms by deftones yeah. um so yeah i mean go buy it listen to it it's really good yeah. uh, good stuff all right so um that was deftones this is over the top the new album from twrp no radio station this time but uh, no 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 uh, but yeah it's it's hot on the heels let me just say of return to wherever all conceptual it's great they're going into concepts of different things right i think so yeah Arts. Yeah, they're they're just a band. Uh, they're a band, Tupperware Remix Party, a band. Uh, I suppose that have been going longer than you think. I mean, eight years since their first uh, first release. Um, yeah, before then, they did, there was a jam band on the streets. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, Toronto, I think. And and, and actually, T- TWRP with their last record uh, last year, they did make it into my top twenty. They were my number twenty album of the I year. I was very surprised. A really feel good uh, kind of smorgasbord of kind of eighties sort of disco and synth pop and just i guess a little bit of video game um, homage as well um all done with the tongue firmly planted in cheek and i think what we get on over the top is a slightly well a slightly heavier twrp in ways i mean there's a bit more guitar on this album and not just sort of like pastiche kind of like guitar solos but like actual kind of guitar guitar yeah and and also i mean they're in a slightly more contemplative mode they're 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 writing about coronavirus yeah, the <laughs> and, and the how yeah just it's a feel-good album yeah it has to be a feel-good album right it has to for be a feel-good album times. because it's it's twrp exactly and these guys you know they're a burst they are generally like as a band a burst of sunshine um uh, we can go through the uh the names of the the, the band members on lead vocals guitar and keyboards, Dr. Sung mm-hmm. uh, on drums, Hava Hogan uh, on uh, lead guitar, uh, Hav Hogan. Hav oh, Hogan. have I got an extra V in there that doesn't... This is Hav Hogan. Hav Hogan. That's how you say it. Okay, cool. I thought it was Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, on lead guitar, Lord Phobos. And finally on bass, Commander Meowch. Yes. So they're, you know, they're, they're having fun with this. They were Tupperware, but they're frighteningly good musicians who have a, have a clear and very deep understanding of... The, the music that they are so lovingly paying tribute to, I think. Yes. Um, the grow- in a way, st- similar to the Nightflight Orchestra, uh, mm. who just to bring them up for a second time on the show, but I think in a way that the Nightflight Orchestra sort of like, sort of uh, pay tribute to that sort of 70s hard rock thing, early 80s. I, I think TWRP do a bit of that, but they're also... Van, as I said, very Van Halen. Very Van Halen. But there's also much more sort of disco and, 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 and sort of pure synth pop and stuff like that. Yeah. And plenty of guests to boot as well. Yeah, this is an insanely prolific band who feature a lot of people who they work with, like yeah. Dan, Dan Avedon, <clears throat> Sex Party, who they're releasing an album in, on the 16th with. Oh, wow. So every year they, they, they cover their um, backing band duties on that. It's amazing. In that band, and then they come back to this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then With the, equal quality. 
Yeah, like, no, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, because I have to, again, Jim Arsenault, not, not somebody that I really am familiar with his work, but I know he's worked with the TWP in the past and he just has a, a really great touch <laughs> as a producer. <laughs> that's not Dylan uh, laughing. He's, he's just, uh, he's, he's had a sup of water. <laughs> your, your co-host has not died of coronavirus. He cough it out, buddy, cough it out. It's okay. Oh, God. <laughs> he's uh, he, just, the water went down the wrong way. It uh, did, it did. It really did, it really did. Oh, uh, God. Being human is hard. So, it's just uh, water, what I ask for? I know. You're being attacked from all sides today. Um, no, but the production sounds absolutely phenomenal. And I have to give a special shout out before I forget to um, to Commander Miech, who does some incredible bass work on this Ooh, album. Some like, of his best. Some of his absolute best. I mean, you know, the bass theatrics that start coming at you, the very first song, are just wonderful. But then all the way throughout, you've got, you know... Roll with it. Roll, deal, yeah. deal with it. Roll with it. Yeah, the hard times. Roll with it, exactly. And we'll talk about the lyrics in a minute. Um, Somewhere out there, just again, slap, pop, everything produced to perfection on this rock. The the, the, the bass is just absolutely spectacular. Um, So if you only just tune into one thing, tune into that low end. Uh, But but lyrically, like you're saying, uh, roll with it. You know, what a positive message for these times that we live in, I guess. You know, it's it's just, you couldn't pick a better band to sort of, fill you yeah. with a little bit of confidence each, each song kind of deals with a different aspect of feeling good mm. and being alright with um, <coughs> with uh, time passing yes exactly um, like you see with a black swan yeah is uh, coming back to a place where you're too old where you think you think you're too old to enjoy mm. when time has passed but then re- realizing you can you can have uh, good times at any moment of your choice yeah yeah, yeah. right Wow, that's funny. I hadn't even picked up on that. I mean, I was so busy just enjoying the music yeah. of that song that I um, kind of didn't pick up on the yeah, it's message. Yeah, kind of, it's kind of the big track. Yeah, and, oh yeah. A bit of a rock opera thing, which Jesus. I guess Dan does really well. Um, and that's, I guess it suits, it suits his vocals um, in that context. Well, I have to say, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I know we've heard little bits and pieces from him before, but this, the vocal performance on, on Black Swan is absolutely spectacular. Mm. Like that song, I think, just to, just to sort of talk about it for a minute, I mean... It's so good that I think it almost it's got a lot of sections. It's yeah, it's got a really sophisticated song structure, this kind of verse chorus, but then there's also this quite aggressive vocoder part that that comes yeah, in. It's almost like Adabisi Shank what they it. did on that third really record. Futuristic yeah. red, but yeah, and, and, and that's that song's I think bread and butter is definitely sort of Kavinsky style synthwave, and the song is so good Pulsating. that it's yeah, like throbbing kind of. Uh, momentum to that song and I think it's it's almost good enough to sort of be in the upper echelons of like sort of like Night Call and mm. you know um, mm. Ocean call. Drive by Miami Nights 1984 it's like it's a it's almost basically like a synthwave classic I think that yeah, song even that, though it's sort of the Bohemian Rhapsody yeah, maybe of and, synthwave and Dan's vocals might as well be a synth because they're pitch perfect yes <laughs> yeah yeah they are that that bit that Halcyon's not over and that 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 and that's so good it's been stuck in my head yeah. all week I wish I was pitch perfect. Uh, just sing back uh, I, Even when I'm exhausted. I sing well. That'd be man. great. Yeah, it's just, it's a really great, I mean, everything about that song, I think, is is just done, cooked to perfection. Uh, yeah, yeah, same with stuff like Need Each Other. <laughs> yeah, Need Each Other is the other side of the spectrum. I mean, that's like, yeah, it's, it's like, that's like the Jamiroquai mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. homage, Planet I guess. Booty, also guests of the last gig I went to at NSP and, oh. and, uh, and uh, Tupperware. Mm. Was Planet Booty opening up? So Planet Booty, all, ladies and gentlemen, and that's great. Um, <laughs> that fits together quite well. Yeah, oh no, it does. It does. I think the guy, the dude, the singer from Planet Booty, 
again, real Jamiroquai vibes, but it, it suits the song so well. I mean, it's such a, it's a real sexy, slinky yeah. kind of soul R and B type track. The piano has that golden brown slink to it. Yes, very much so. And then, and then, the, and then the sax just kicks, busts the door down, and that's that's lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, and John Mayer. It sounds like John Mayer has a guest spot on guitar because it's that, that maybe that it's real John Mayer style guitar solo. I love that song. It's so slinky. It really is, mm-hmm. and it's got an extended outro as well, where you know it's like tell your mom you love her. Tell your dad you love it. Mm. I was like, Commander me out, I love you. And he kind it's of like, like, like Hayley Williams when she had their Ain't It Fun. Yeah. Yeah, oh, see, yeah. 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 They just, they sort of name check the band. And it's, it's just, it just sounds like a really fun collaboration. That will go down well live when the time comes. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. Um, on this rock, you know. That's a good one still. Right. That gives me real 1980s <laughs> sort of tug of war, Paul McCartney era yeah. vibes. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean that's you know, that's another one that's clearly clearly coronavirus related. You know, he yeah. talks about the new normal, and he talks about we're gonna have to adjust and all this. But it's it, what I like about that song is, I mean, that's that's kind of your first inkling of, wow, you know, like I I had kind of forgotten yeah. the TWRP. They have heavy bits, yeah, and that, the times will change, but you change with them. Yeah, I love that. Oh, yeah. great messages. And that that harmonized guitar riff is is pretty heavy. And I was listening back to I it think it, I think it's the very first the, the device you remember the, the yeah, very, their very yes. first EP. It's almost like kind of a metalcore bit towards the end of that. Be, yeah. And it's it, I'm not sure it 100 percent suits them, but when they when they what on the device or on the device, but on but what they do on this record, I think on tracks like the end of yeah. on this rock and then and top secret, which mm-hmm. is the Andrew Huang. Um, yeah. collaboration I think those I mean, are they, they've reworked it into how they do things like the No yeah. Pants Dance they remade with Dan right so yeah the slightly the ever so slightly more kind of heavy like more <laughs> threatening material in the TWRP sense but I think it works really well here because it's because they they balance it out with the dance and with the groove and all that kind of stuff and it's still positive but it's it's positive with a bit more energy and intensity yeah which is very cool yeah it's always camp um, yes, exactly. Andrew yeah. Huang, I don't really know him too well, but yeah, he's a YouTuber. As far as I understand, he's a music kind of like some in the really app. cool uh, Night Rider esque stuff going on. Well, that's right? what I was going to say. That's the other synth. That's the other sort of Kavinsky style synthwave track, um, and it's really cool. I, yeah, but but again, I mean, police crime kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah, police crime. It's a show. It's, I'd love to see that show. Yeah, yeah, but 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 quite as I say, quite intense by yeah. the standards, particularly yeah. of Return to Wherever, yeah. which never got. Um, which never really leaned into the darkness at all. This album, it's it does a bit of both. Yeah. Um, one, it's it's funny you're talking about police crimes, but like yeah. TV show wise, the start of Destination, where it has a singer called the Gambler. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with her work, but even though I like that song overall, I think the start of it sounds like like a really really crappy '80s anime in uh, intro. I I would say like poor. I, I think that's a song I, I think could be could do with a little more. A work in the um, the EQing, yeah, and the 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 placing of the reverb and delay um, in the production. And of she's the a great. She, she, I mean, singing's great, yeah, but I think yeah. the production could have been a little less plate reverb mm. and more um, less karaoke room reverb. I call it right. Karaoke room, yeah. Like it's yeah. she sounds like a, like a top tier singer in the wrong environment. So yeah. Uh, yeah, she gives me. Was it what was the name of that singer? Is it Beth Ditto from the Gossip? I just she has just a real punchy like diva voice, and it really works for that it's chorus. That you know, yeah, it's a reaction. Like it's 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 old school, it's but old it's old school but modern pop inspired, right? Yeah, but yeah. modern pop inspired. But the rest of the song, but that that intro every time it just kills. 
it kills the momentum for me on the album. I just think, oh my God, like this doesn't just sound, there's two moments where I go, this doesn't just sound, um, this doesn't sound like a, a knowing pastiche homage, but it actually sounds like a, and maybe a slightly cheesy bad example of the music of the 80s and that would be the start of that that's, song that's would be what one. a karaoke is the, uh, right. the start of that song would be one and then the other um, is Only the Best particularly the chorus I think is quite weak on Only the Best yeah it's just very like it's light fun it's very light yeah 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 uh, it's it's a, the lyric is fun. That thing Cindy about like if my mother knew you, she would want what was best for you too. It, like it's, it's that's cu- fun. It's, it's cute. It's cute, but I I don't think it has like I think they can do cute and have a little bit of musical meat on the bones more so than maybe that that song. Like the song about dead pets in whatever album it was. Good lord. Well, well, yeah, it was about- I've listened to them all now. So except for I haven't yeah. listened to together through time in full recently. It was a tribute to a, oh, okay. a, a pet that passed away, and it was adorable and very yeah. musically in, in, um, advanced. They have a song. I can't remember what it's called, but it's it, it's really funny. It's just like the lyric is like, uh, "It's like I'm so proud to be your friend. I will be your friend till the end. Can't yeah. believe we get to be friends." And it's just it's just so pure and kind of yeah, earnest. Yeah. But uh, and and the earnestness is really kind of what. Um, what, what makes them so charming I think they just really sound like they they mean well and they do <laughs> you know yeah. and they do and they have the, the chops to, the musical chops generally to back it up um, I'm so glad I'm so glad it ended on another Mario Kart oh, Grand Prix I know <laughs> it, it's it's literally the, the start of it is just it's a, a me- retread it's menu music of Typhoon of it, Typhoon Turnpike it sounds great uh it's a great menu music nonetheless, right? Yeah, I wish, I I almost wish they'd, they'd gone up a gear sooner because I think the start of it, I just go, oh, well, like, I wish I, I could just be listening to Typhoon Turnpike again. But the second half, they bring in all this orchestration mm-hmm. um, and, and, a, and a very different mood and, and it kind of almost becomes quite cinematic. Yes. And I love that. Um, I think that second half, so that sounds great. It, it does end on the high. Yeah, it really ends on a high. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm just so used to t- Typhoon Turnpike off the the last album that I I heard that and kind of went, oh, this just sounds like a maybe like a B a B version, but you know <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, I th- I think overall, I mean, you know, overall this is just another, it's another consistently yeah. quite great for me. It's, album. it's the second album of theirs that is fully almost consistent. Yeah, I, there's a few little exceptions for me, a few little dips. I mean, I think really it starts so strong and it continues really, really strong up until maybe Black Swan. Um, and then I think the second half of the album, it doesn't fall off a cliff for me, but it's it's less. I mean, I, I just I get I get slightly less enthusiastic about the second half of the album. I All like right. Top Secret, really like Top Secret. I like bits of, of Destination and I, and I you know, uh, the second half of Grand Prix I think is great, but... But, um, you know, overall... Yeah, we have the exact opinions on this, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, like, I mean, it's so soon after the last one that to have this much great material, and there really is a lot of great material on this, and it genuinely buoyed me. Like, listening to tracks like Roll With It, I was... It actually kind of gave me a different perspective on... And you used to say, oh, they're just, like, a gimmicky band, and, like, they're just... That's their shtick and stuff like that. But you kind of listen to it and you think, no, like these guys sound super earnest. And it does give you a slightly different perspective you know, they, on everything that's just, happening They in just the kind of started out with a gimmick because that was a fun attraction mm. to what, what is inherently a very sincere and creative. It's like people, well, people don't say that Slipknot is a g- gimmick band. You know, they wear the masks and all the rest of it or whatever. And, you know, but people take the music seriously. It's, I think a, with, it's theatricality. Yeah. And, yeah that's you know it, it pays the bills it does it does it's, it sets them apart for sure it and it gives them it gives them a window into this 
kind of fun universe they've created for themselves. I mean, the album art, you know, it's this beautifully detailed kind of, I would say like sort of 50s, 60s pulp sci-fi paperback yeah, kind of. It, it's been that for quite a while, yeah, since, and, since Guardians of the Zone, I guess. So yeah. Like that. And they, they've always had this lovely kind of really detailed illustration style. Um, and clearly they play characters that have a, something of a continuing storyline that's that's kind of fun to, to, to sort of tune into they're like comic book characters yeah, and I, I me- want to see a graphic novel because <laughs> there already is an NSP one I want to see right. I want to see tw- twerp yeah get their- but they I think they're doing everything right you know um, yeah I, I uh, kind of maybe kind of stepping back from this slightly I think maybe by like a mark of like maybe 0.5 I think I probably prefer Return to Wherever but I'd agree but 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 very slightly, this is really strong as well. As I said, like Cosmic Tides and Solar Winds just sold yeah. me for... And, and I think the radio thing really, even though it was kind of a comedy bit, I think it really tied that album together. And I would always look forward to, you know... <laughs> Another return to A $50 gift, gift card that's good for a basket of dunkers or a any size soft drink and all that yeah. sort of stuff. I just found that really, really funny. Um, a chance coming back to it without oh, no, you feeling couldn't. like... You maybe could later. A sequel to Return Maybe, to Neverland. But I'd take a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, but as a kind of honest to goodness full length, and it is really full length um, album, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's great. It's really, mm-hmm. really good. Totally. And it says it says a couple of things that needed to be said because we've had a lot of po-faced sort of responses to the the crisis and the, and the virus and stuff like that. But to have TWRP, who are just a positive yeah. beaming beacon of sort of 80s cheese to, to take their stab at it, I think it really works. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, what's your favorite track? Uh, ooh. Um, I would say, uh, fuck, I think it's coming at you. Oh. I know it's just kind of off the gate. It's coming at you. It's yeah. at the gates, but it's got a great kind of chorus with the guitar hook. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just like, it's just so maximalist. I mean, it really is like spotlight on the bass, spotlight on the yeah. guitar, spotlight on the guitar. Yeah. You know, that kind of, that really works. Yeah, it's a cool opener. Um, I mean, Black Swan. I think it's a genre classic. So nice. Yeah, Black Swan. I know you're really on the front about Dan beforehand with some things, but, you know... I just don't care about his, like, day grows. job, but... He grows. He grows. No, I mean his singing style. Oh, um, well, what song was he on before? Uh, I think it's just been a lot of I stuff. I think he's got a cool cool voice. Yeah, you get, you'll get used to him at some point. Yeah, I think he's got um, a good voice. Starting um. Brigade. Uh, <clears throat> the Hit. That's yeah. another song as well. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, really good. Great performance there. So it's uh, eight for me. Eight for me too. Sweet. All right. So far, we're in total agreement. Yeah, I guess so. And um, the album is called "Over the Top," and it's by T W O R P. Yes. Uh, or T W R P for you Americans and English out there. All right. So next up, um, yeah, Bob Mould. Hey, why not? Uh, Blue Hearts is. I cannot. I cannot t- sort of get a solid answer as to whether this is his thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth, or sixteenth studio album. It's kind of irrelevant because he's got more studio albums than that. Bob Mould, he has Chris Perdue, he has Sugar. Um, there's a couple of other projects, but also solo albums. I think, I think this is his 13th mainline yeah. Bob Mould solo studio album. But don't quote me on yeah, that. Yeah, it's been 20 years, non- or 30 years, nonetheless, since Black Sheets of Rain. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. I almost thought it's always been 20 years in my head, and now it's well. Yeah, I mean, Oscar Du's heyday was like kind of late 80s right yes yeah so yeah so go figure um we covered sunshine rock last year we both really liked it i think yeah from memory i listened back to it there it's it's a cool record really really cool yeah it's been it's been a lot of this for a long time since silver age i guess kind of came back and really hit it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and and the one before patch the sky excellent as well i'm not gonna pretend like i'm super familiar bob mold um i've 
in sort of doing these albums, I've listened to a few of his solo releases. I've also I'm also very familiar with uh, Copper Blue by Sugar, yeah. and less so File Under Easy Listening, and then even less so Husker Du. <laughs> mm. I listened to what Zen Arcade one time, and I was like, "Ooh, I do not like the production on this." Um, so I kind of, I st- you know, you grow with it. Yeah, I think you do. I think yeah. you do. Yeah, if you've grown with it, you'll. But be he's fine a with hero. Well. He's a, he's kind of a hero of the scene, Bob Mose, mm-hmm. in many ways. Yeah. Um, so you know. Uh, people want to know what he has to say and he is saying it here this is not just a sunshine uh, sunny sunny love song album like the last one was this is and and the last one by the way people sort of go oh it was all upbeat there was songs like um, you know Final Days and yeah. I Fought yeah. and a couple of like you know there was a couple of like angry kind of churning songs on that record yeah, too it was nice to see him like hit some of the positive vibes for sure like, real even cheesy to a Real good extent, like yeah, like it, it's still, yeah. It's Camp still. Sunshine being probably yeah. the prime example there, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But this one, uh, Blue yes. Hearts, is is well, protest album. The sheet from under his feet. Thanks, Trump. Yeah, Bob's pretty fucking angry. Yeah, fucking piss and vinegar album. Here we go. Yeah, piss and vinegar, very much so. Fuck. Yeah, uh, and he's very much in punk punk mode. I mean, this is like twenty four bloodstained bloodstained Americanas. <laughs> yeah, that man, is fucking. Fast out the gates. Oh, can we just yeah? Can we just quickly just like touch on the songs are almost exhaustingly I mean, short. Well, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, because it's Bob Mould we're talking about. Yeah, and when he's very angry, he'll write a fast punk album. Dead right. No matter what age he is, and this is totally a Husker Du album that we never saw. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. yeah. Although in many ways, like going back to the protest music thing, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It, it doesn't come up a huge amount during the album, but uh, tiny little bit of um, Crazy Horse and like Neil Young, especially on that first song. He does a he's got a funny voice, Bob Mould, and he does this "We're going to die" in the first song, <laughs> and I was like, oh fuck me, but a little bit of Neil Young there, a little bit of Neil Young there in that first track, "Hard on My Sleeve." A little bit. Um, but then he kind of kind of crashes into the you know. It's really, you know, very, very much sort of up-tempo, like, Americana punk uh, for most of the album. Yeah. Um, and, and done with varying degrees Heart of success. S- yeah, but Hot On My Sleeve was a cool intro. Cool S- intro. Seeing him in an acoustic light yes. is, is rare. Very rare, yes. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I think the first, like, massive highlight on the album is American Crisis. I think or that's it's probably it. Next Generation, even. Yeah. Like, it is right out the gates. Yeah, like yeah that. No, Next Generation's oh. cool. But American Crisis. Like. American Crisis, though, is so good. I mean, that's got, that's, it achieves the rare feat of a song that it feels like it is almost entirely chorus. Like, yeah. you get a little bit of verse, and then, like, the whole sort of 75% of the song after yeah. that is just chorus, 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 like, chorus, chorus, chorus. It's, like, not to underplay what Foo Fighters do, but I think... <laughs> They've always been trying to do yeah. what Bob Mould does on a daily basis yeah, since yeah, Wasting yeah, yeah. Light, I guess. Which featured Bob Mould. It did, didn't it? it? Did. He was singing Orlandria's uh, backing vocals. I, yeah, I saw yeah. that and I was like, what What was his involvement in that? Very, It's interesting. I, yeah, it's when you mentioned uh, Foo Fighters. I found I found that there was a track um, about halfway through, Siberian Butterfly, very reminiscent of first album Foo Fighters. Yes. I gotta say. And I'm sure there's a bit of a give and take there. Oh yeah, because the Foo were, that's, that's, were big yeah. sugar Dave, fans. Dave's a big, and, yeah, yeah, just yeah. is. Although I suppose that first Foo Fighters album is, it's pretty long in the tooth at this point. It's 95? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and Copper Blue was Ooh, probably 94. Yeah, but it's always been there. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, they, these, these like they don't come out of a vacuum, you know? Yeah. Um, But, yeah, Copper Blue uh, was 92. Sorry, so, of course, of course, mm. that was well in the ether at that point. Yeah. Um, um, It's fun. The, 
there's there are production flaws in this that I don't care about because I've never cared about it. Like, like yeah. Bob buries his voice in there. Well, hey, that's a point that I've written down. I mean, <laughs> it works and it doesn't. But there's also a lot of parts where his voice is clear as day. Mm. When it's not all um, uh, pedal to the metal, right? Yeah, I agree. I just I think self-producing, which is which is you know totally cool. I think and it's, it's intentional like a though. DIY that's hero I mean. way to go. But I think if you're writing an album where you want people, and that's that is like all the press for this album, everything. This is a protest album. This is Bob Mould is pissed off and Trump and coronavirus and everything that's happening. Yeah, it, it's when, when you can't. And the vocals are buried in the mix. It's hard to make out that message. And he's got a great voice. Perhaps. I wish he had knocked his vocal up a little bit, a to little, be honest uh, with you, throughout uh, the record. Yeah, a little bit. Um, when when the guitars are as angry as the vocals. Yeah. On the same decibel level. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a little muddy. And that was an issue that I had with um, Sunshine Rock too. But I think it's maybe thrown into slightly more stark relief here. I think the... Production is just a bit airy for my tastes. Um, it depends on the song. Like, you get used to it, though. You get used to it. You do. But come, come Fireball. Yeah, Fireball. Yeah, yeah, Fireball is cool. It is very cool. It's very cool, it's, actually. I think it starts... What I love about Bob a lot is that um, he does the best middle eighths yeah. breakdowns you'll ever hear. Yes, yeah. Almost was... better than the song as a whole. <laughs> um, as much as I love those, his first chorus, Yeah, he's just very creative. With what he brings into the, the extras, yeah, yeah, the, the well, that's the thing. I mean, that's what shows shows that he he's just sort of a cut above. Like that song, Fireball, is a good example because it starts off almost kind of Dropkick Murphys esque, mm-hmm. like very much kind of you know, fairly basic kind of punk punk structure. Mm-hmm. But that chorus or whatever it is, the middle eight, the other section is has really odd Solos. voiced chords and. Yeah. Weird, yeah, like ju- just gu- guitar parts that you would never ever hear. Or AM at their angriest. Yeah, nice guitar sound. Much more alternative rock than, yeah. than punk. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Nice. You, you see it a lot, like um, little pieces. Password to my soul, especially, which has a great backing vocal element to it. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. The only moment, really, my, my kind of an issue that I have with this is because it's it really is an exhausting fourteen songs in terms of there's very little let up. In it's, it's, it's it, 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 some sometimes certain songs get lost in the shuffle. I feel like um, re, uh, what's the song? Sorry, uh, bear with me now. Just before baby needs a cookie. Which um, baby needs a cookie. It's great nonetheless. Yeah. yeah, it's a fun song. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's Trump is the original baby. Yeah. So, <laughs> but everything to you, I kind of feel like is one that gets lost in the shuffle. It really just feels like chord salad to me listening to it. Like. You know, there's you'll, so you'll, many changes. You'll uh, always get a bit of it. Yeah, um, you you will. I think I think it's it's sort of a factor of his songwriting style. It's very much like one guitar, one vocal, one bass, one drum, and then I think sometimes when you when you try and pack a little bit too many sort of chords into the lunchbox, it can get a bit yeah. You know, a jar. That's, that's uh, frantic. He can yeah. race around. Yes. Fretboard on standard tuning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which normally people just settle for detuning because it's easier to do that. He yeah. he can do it. Yeah. On e. And not to not to like pick on that song, but he he uses one of my least favorite rhyming patterns in like recorded music, which is <laughs> when people rhyme the word changing with rearranging. Like you need everybody. We've that's been done enough times. Nobody ever needs to rhyme changing Ar- and rearranging. Argument being, he probably started that. Ah, uh, no. everybody else followed in suit. 
There's no so excuse. He's he's okay because he's ah. he's, he's the one who did it. <laughs> I mean, I I suppose in a way, he but like it's I just I need people need to stop rhyming those two words. Nobody even says rearranging in real life. It's just because it rhymes with changing. Anyway, that's that's enough on that. But yeah, some fun little uh, little sort of what would you call them like little cherries on top forecast of rain has a fun little church organ bit towards yeah, the end that's, yeah, I like that that's great and uh, Leather Dreams is a very very welcome release I think because it's the kind of only a lovelorn thing yeah and it's the only one that has a little hint of that sort of post-punkiness that, yeah. that was I think uh, there was a song had Sins maybe in the title um, yeah. on off uh, that I re- that was probably one of my favorite tracks. Off- think no, the other one. Oh yeah, I'm off uh, Sunshine Rock. The album was called the so Sin King was the was the was the name of the song off uh, Sunshine Rock. And Leather Dreams has a similar feel. It's very kind of yeah. it's abrasive, sort of post punk, but it's kind of groovy and um, and it's it's nice because it's sandwiched between so many of those like up tempo yeah. kind of Americana punk songs. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. so I really appreciate that one. Yeah, so there's like a political protest album, a protest album against homophobia in a lot of ways as yes, well. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you though. I mean, Bits and pieces. because of because of the difficulty in sort of discerning the vocals and also because a lot of the lyrics are not online yet. They're really only online for the singles. I wasn't able you to... You got to get the CD to really... Well, yeah, the and the lyric booklet. Yeah, because I, I wasn't able to make it in, in many of the songs. I could Obviously, I could hear that Baby Needs a Cookie is about Trump being such a baby and American <laughs> Crisis is about an American crisis. Quite and, cathartic, I enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, all that stuff. But um, but yeah, I mean, beyond that, like it's, it's really only the slightly slower tracks like The Ocean and stuff like that where you can kind of hear what he's singing about. Oh, The Ocean's so good. <laughs> yeah. So good, right? It's It ends really well. Really, I just, well. I just love the way his voice works with the guitar. To yeah, like, they follow each other in, in suit. I find the arrangement a little, just slightly basic on that song, sort of leading up. But then they it brings d- it down. But it's it's sweet. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's almost like a what I would sort of call a fighting with wire solo at the end, which is where you know <laughs> because you've only got one guitar, you need to sort of do the the job of both rhythm and lead at the same time. And he does a really great job with yeah, that towards the end. That's his. That's his. It's stick. kind of his signature. It's his signature. Man. Yeah, it is. It is. Mm. It inspired me to no end. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's I think it's a cool album. I like it a lot. But I, I would... like it a little more than the last one. You like it more? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Interesting. Because I like Angry Bob. <laughs> I fucking <laughs> I really do. Um, and this is the best time for it. Wow. Um, yeah. And even though he, his vocals are a little down on it, you can it, it's still some of his best performances. Yeah. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He keeps yeah. learning how he to lets, be a better vocalist. He lets loose a couple of screams in the arm, which is fun as well. He didn't start being a great vocalist. He's did something he's, he's picked up. It's something he just kind of had to do mm. in a position, but he, he's picked it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well, that's. I mean, yeah. I mean, really glad that you um, yeah. that you enjoyed it as much as you did. I'm not going to lie to you; it left me a little not not cold, but um, I definitely I would only pick kind of certain highlights from it. I, I you know. Yeah. I mean, I, he's he's done the good mix of stuff you might like before. Yeah, oh it's yeah. Silver Age, if you never listened to that album. No, I haven't listened to Silver Age. Oh my God, give it a shot once you're back. Um, I really like Bob a 10 song album, 38 minutes. Cool. So you bit more. Right, bit Even more. though it's a similar length, but I, yeah, I, I do, I definitely got the sense it was almost dizzying how short the songs are. I mean, they're, they're usually like two and a half minutes. It's like early Beatles length songs, mm-hmm. but sometimes it really works for certain songs but for other songs it barely feels like you've gotten used to the the melody and the chord progression and oh, 
yeah, it's over. Know. You know, Fireball is a great example. Like that song is only like a minute and a half, and it's it's so good. And I wish it was a little bit longer. Yeah, like I would, I would have been, I would have been delighted with maybe saying. Like I, was, I remember, I was a twelve I was track up album. Trying to learn the bass to pass was to my soul. Oh yeah. Uh, I was like, shit, I gotta keep on going back yeah, because it only yeah. goes on for one bridge. Because it's it's so short. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I, I definitely see the, I, I see the, what he's going for with those. Like it's they're just they're they're almost like bursts of id. You you you're just trying to you're trying to sort of express some really intense feeling, and then once it's expressed, it's like move on. And I get that. <laughs> um, but I think for certain tracks in this album, they're not helped by the short song length. Some of them are, some of them aren't. But yeah, what's your favorite track? Ooh, um. It's Password to My Soul. Okay, as, interesting. As I stated, yeah. I'll have to have a little listen back to that Fireball one. Fireball is close to it. Yeah, Fireball will be up there for me. I think, I mean, yeah, I think I'd probably take um, Leather Dreams. Nice. Oh, that's nice. Very, very cool. It is. Um, I, I'm probably going to give this a seven. Give this an eight. Eight. Okay, very good. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's more Bob Mould, everybody. Mm-hmm. So, you know, get, get in on Bob Mould. Definitely he's, the, most, he's great. the most classic we've heard in a while. Yeah, I mean, I'm not as qualified to, to say to, to judge that, but I think you're probably right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. The album's called Blue Hearts. Um, and if you're in America, vote. That is the main thing. And don't vote for Donald Trump. Vote for the other guy. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that's what Bob would want you to know. <laughs> hey, yeah. we, we, take, we take a position here. I know. It's, it's just, yeah. <laughs> Anti-fascist. Yeah, yeah. Um, while we're on the subject. Right, okay. Um, and that brings us to our final album of the week. There's no uh, time machine this week because it's been insane. It's been insane for albums. Um, so the last album is called Trash Earthers which is already how we're having fun uh, by a band called Pet Shimmers this is a Bristol based band of seven seven people in the band um, uh, sort of lead sort of band leader songwriter singer Oliver Wilde um, uh, who's joined by Lexi Jennings Richard Clark Florrie Adamson Leggett Ellie Gray Will Carkeet and Nig Schillers that's a lot of people it's a lot of people and it's funny because they, they have tons and tons and tons of press photos and they've like arranged themselves in every possible different way but this is another band that have come to me from my musical totem pole uh, Johnny Reed um, he suggested their their 2020 album Face Down and Meta uh, on, on uh, Brad Thorne's Isolation Album Club which was, a, which was actually a fun little diversion in the early that's where I heard it from yeah yeah yeah, yeah in the early kind of weeks of lockdown um, which mm-hmm. we really appreciate and so so this was one that the group kind of felt that Face Down and Meta was maybe a little bit too lo-fi or yeah. hard to grasp onto like it's nearly an hour but but I listened to it and I, there were certain sort of moments in the album that really rung true for me and I kind of ended up going back to it and back to it and back to it and I've listened to it a lot now Um so you know you can imagine my surprise when I sort of saw that they were gearing up for another album release only you know sort of nine months later after the after their last one um, so I was like oh this could be an interesting thing and the singles were really strong and um, and the album's kind of come out now and I just think it's another inter- really interesting it's, album it's something else to come up with two interesting albums well yeah like you could phone it in for one of them if you're trying to hurry it up but these guys put the effort yeah, and then it's not even really... It's not like a mini length or anything you like that. You can't just make the shit up. It, it's meticulously yeah. thought out. And what I understand is, like, I don't, I'm don't. i not super familiar with Oliver Wilde's solo material, but yeah, he's same, been likened same. to a sort of a modern-day Nick Drake. So okay. I, think, I think what the beauty of Pet Shimmers is, is I think his solo material is quite contemplative maybe mm-hmm. and like downbeat but 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 what they do in this band is he'll come up with an idea and then he will basically sort of goad the other members of the band into creating the most extreme yeah. version of that yeah. um so 
what you end up getting is you get like these crazy tape loops and synthesizers that like are maxed out and just like bashing at your brain. Do you need Weird. to do them in a vacuum? It's hard to like just put them over the guitar. Yeah. The track's already there. Yeah, you gotta kind of... Yeah. I'd say you splice them elsewhere and put them in then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and like even the vocals, like there'll be layers where there'll be like you know, three people singing at once. Um, you know, guitar solos happening in the background when something like can't quite sort of downbeat and, and, so, and sort of subtle happening. So really like at, at times, I think when this album is at its best everything is working in concert to create this really chaotic but almost kind mm. of like like a comfort blanket like a really like a weighted blanket of sort of i don't know what you would call it like agitated calm and yeah. then at times it is just genuinely too overwhelming <laughs> I, 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 it totally is and at points like it sounds almost it's got that self-deprecating shoegazy feel yes but then it can be really happy in the music yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> but lyrically, it's kind of just yeah. the most downer of all 2020 albums at points. Well, at points, yeah. And it is, it's again, the lyri- I find the lyrics a little bit, well, A, kind of hard to hear because the way that they're kind of produced yeah. and also B, I, and the first song. Esoteric. <laughs> was it? Uthuri? Uh, uh, or I can't. Utsir? Uh, uh, I think it's the, meant to be unpronounceable. Utsir? You know the Ut-sir? meaning behind that word? No. It's, it's the dread the dread in the... um before dawn for oh the next God. day is it is it Portuguese or something I don't know maybe it's old it's no sorry oh, okay. it's probably fucking old English oh okay okay like okay it. but uh gotcha as for non-existent words that we oh, could describe very accurately yeah. this, uh, you know but that's that one's fun as well because it's what what a, what a dark topic and yet and yet the song itself has <laughs> has like a vibe antithesis. of almost like kids music yeah children's music it's, it's very pol- earnest yeah it's polar opposite of um this, you know, this bits. I think "Snake Eats a Lady" is just a great, like, you know, I, I, it's, it's, it's a perfect example of what they do. It's got a good drive because you've to got it. like, you've got like, sort of the, the, the drums are almost like drum and bass style. Yeah. Um. But didn't expect that. But you know, but everything else about it is quite indie, and then it ends with like an Aphex Twin, sort of weird, glitchy, freak kind of electronic section, yeah, which the, is the, the wonderful. Synth, the synth work <laughs> sounds like. Tons of delightful chirping animals. Yes. Yeah. Behind industrial music that doesn't really have a lot of guitar. Yeah. No, it doesn't. So it's kind of, I mean, the guitar creeps up a little later. Yeah. But when it does, it's almost more like, it's kind of more fruity in a way. Like it sort of reminds you more of like the Strokes or maybe like Latter Day Queens of the Stone Age or Tame Impala. I think it's not, it, it's not full distortion. It's a bit of crunch. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit of crunch and it's usually... It's usually got some really strong melody that's often like linking in with the vocals. Uh-huh. For um, what's the song? Yeah, I think it's uh, Coattails, where like the yes, yeah, na 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 na, like that that really really strong melody that both the vocals and the lead guitar are mm-hmm, both mm-hmm. Uh, linked in on, which is really cool. Uh, it's great. It reminds me a little bit of that Burning Alms album that I loved so much last year, but just way more maximized. You know. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it, it doesn't it's not as delicate and kind of emo. It's it's sort of more like a if you put that stuff that album with a load of I don't know amphetamines or something. <laughs> it is quite pleasant at points. Yeah. As far as it is, kind of. Yeah. Was, you're scratching your head for a lot of it. But it's good. Yeah, I think I think that's that's you're dead right. Like you're absolutely right. And there's different instruments that kind of come and go. I mean, on Imber, you've got on both on that track, you've also you've got sort of a 1920s, almost kind of swing brass. And then, but then at the end, it's just a trumpet solo that's 
it's kind of very quite modern it's yeah. great is it live in atrocity or it's one of the songs has kind of vocals i don't quite like oh where it ha- where it, it the harmonies feel intentionally off-putting at every point they can that's possible there's a lot of slacker kind of vocal to it you see it in a lot of shoegaze I know Live in Atrocity is the one that almost it's probably got the most sort of Sunny Day Real Estate it's vibes. Possibly just one song. It's it's the bit with with, with like the DJ and acoustic guitar where it's like yeah. hum lo fi. Mm, yeah. Very sort of creepy, I guess. I, I as far as the this the one that sort of feels very slacker to me is Imber. That kind of almost sounds like pavement. Yeah. Um Maybe I, it could have been that song, but yeah. I love that song. I personally um I think Overboard it's maybe slightly syrupy sweet. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's very, it's kind of got like this, like, yeah, like a punk beat, but, but the, but the vocals very, very sweet. I, I did like it when it came in though. I, yeah. I thought, yeah, you know, it was what a lot of the album was lacking. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. 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 There's this, if, if there's something, if there's something that's missing on one track, usually you'll get it by the next track. Exactly. I'd that's say. A, that's yeah. a good, that's a plus. Yes, it is. It is. And it even ends with like sort of a howdy style, Kind of laid back, rootin' tootin' mm. inside this tr- true center of everything. Didn't expect that. Yeah, probably maybe that's slightly more reflective of what Oliver normally does. Um, sure, but it's I'll, I'll really really nice. And there's a few moments where the women get to sort of take center stage and yeah, do the like, vocals. Yeah, I think overall it's 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 really good. I, I I'd say I probably like it almost as much as as Face Down and Meta. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm four listens in and I still think I need a lot more. Me too, honestly. Me too. I'm probably like five or six listens in and I still feel like you know, I know I really like Madonna's people and I know that it kind of reminds me of that, like that sort of new rave thing that like Claxons were doing and this Irish band, Grand Pocket Orchestra, like very much mm-hmm. sort of 2000s indie with weird wonky keyboards, but I can't quite, you know what that song as well, that song almost has like a Weezer-ish feel to it as well. Like very much like early Weezer where, yeah. you know, you, the lyrics might be, Slightly downtrodden, but the but there's always a high yeah. intensity kind of like major key yeah. earnestness to the music. Yeah, it's cool. They're a cool band. I really I think they're great. <laughs> yeah, there's like the digital the air of digital digital Technicolor Bandcamp SoundCloud bands. Yes, and they are they are yeah. I believe they are kind of a Bandcamp. I think a lot of people find them on Bandcamp. Oh, okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, so yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah, um, but you know, it, it, it's just it's cool to see a band. Similar proposition, I think, to Tropical Fuckstorm, <laughs> which they had an album. They did have well. an album. Haven't to yet, oh, this but... year? Did they have another one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I remember that. I was a little disappointed by their debut album. I gotta say. Um. But but I think the principle. I more so mean the principle of the music and that like uh, sort of anything goes. No idea is a bad idea. Um. But they'll be releasing an album, I guess. Okay. Sure. 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 Uh, you know it almost feels like sort of a motley crew of of a ragtag bunch of misfits making music um with very few constraints on what they do and that's really cool you know it has a it's got a got a beatlesy freedom to it i think in terms of there's like ton of variety and they're existing in their own weird little musical universe right down to the album art which i think is just deeply disturbing it it, it, it's it's like one of those uh photos it's something it's it's kind of hard to look at actually Uh... (laughs) um what's happening in it it's so creepy I don't know. It's like a bunch of people milling around some sort of futuristic it sounds like one of, space womb. It, it looks like a futuristic version of those um, scenes from hell. Yeah. Based on those old, old medieval paintings. Yeah. You know those things on Twitter where it's like, what a, you know, can you name a single thing in this photo? 
where 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 the whole photo has been sort of generated by an AI. Yeah. I mean, that's I wouldn't want to live in that photo. I'll tell no, you. No, no, thank you. Reminds me a little bit of the David Firth cartoons where he will like create these awful nightmare logic sort of yeah. <laughs> sad dreamscapes. But uh, yeah, you'd see it in a tool video for sure. For, for sure, you would actually. Yeah, true, true, true. But uh, I just think they're an interesting band. They're a band that I really want to keep an eye on. Same. I think I think this is a. I don't think the last album got me. Oh, interesting. Much. It just kind of passed by, and I was like, this is okay. Yeah. It's a little weird, but it's okay. Okay. This one feels like an actual full band, kind of. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. It definitely does. I think I, I'm going to kind of keep going back to this one, actually. I think it's... I've I've gotten a lot from it, but I think it still has a lot to give, so I'm, I'm excited about that. Pet Shimmers, interesting band. And from Bristol as well, like a lot of cool like bands in the modern time, I think. What is it about Bristol? Uh, because Foxjaw are Bristol. I think Black, Black Peaks are Bristol. Don't quote me on that. Um... Yeah, there's, there's others that I'm missing. But yeah, a lot, a lot of creativity coming out of Bristol at the nice. moment. Um, I really like this. My favourite song is... Imber. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, i got to choose a different one then. <laughs> Maybe. Well, allow me to choose Snake Eats a Lady then. No, no. Oh, okay. I'll, well, that's my second favourite. I'll go on. Yeah. Uh, I think Overboard. Overboard's really cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I agree. I, did, I had slight reservations about that one, but actually... Kind of the more I listen to it, the more I kind of get what they're going for with that one. So, Snakey yeah. to Lady is fun as well. Yeah, it is. It's good. It's good. What a weird name for a song as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Snake Eats a Lady. Lady. Snake. I'm going to... Ooh. I'm going to give this an eight. <sighs> Seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, great. So that's uh, yeah, that's another recommendation, I think. It's been, a, it's been a crop of really strong albums this week. Yeah. Uh, Trash Earthers by Pet Shimmers. And that brings us to the end of our show. Um, what have we learned (laughs) what have we learned what we've learned is that you can release albums pretty quickly without compromising on quality I think yeah but when you're at home if you take the extra if you take the extra time you can come up with Alms by Deftones (laughs) so exactly yeah you too can write Alms by Deftones Uh, I don't know if we've gotten anything overall but what I did enjoy was listening to the music yeah you know yeah it's good we've got four really quite great albums so um so that's it. That's it for another show. Uh, you can kind of keep in touch with us on Facebook and Twitter. You can follow the show on Spotify and follow the playlist we use to research the show on Spotify. Is there anything that you've released? Anything you'd like us to cover? You think we might like? We did that, you know, a couple of months back mm-hmm. uh, with a straw assembly. You can get in touch. Um, all of our contact information is on our website, killshuffle.wordpress.com. But in the meantime, look after yourselves and look after all those that you love. Yeah, do it. Good for us. Bye.